0: This episode of the Power Connect podcast is brought to you by EV Charging Summit Nexpo, North America's largest EV charging summit. To learn more about the event, go to EVchargingsummit.com.
1: The first thing I will say is that those companies that have been energy players alongside producing their core product or service um, will discover that playing in EV charging is actually very complex. And does require retooling and re-educating a part of their workforce to support EV charging. So if you're trying to do it yourselves, kind of within the walls of your organization, think twice.
0: Welcome into the Power Connect podcast. I'm your host, Fred Davis. Episode 57 of the program. Rolling along. uh, Welcome back, I guess. Let's just get that out of the way first. First episode of 2023. Uh, Apologize for taking a little bit of a break, but you know what, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes you need a little bit of a break. We had done, uh, I had done literally 200 episodes in about a two-year span, and so uh, just kind of wanted to take a break decompress if you will I think that's the word the kids are using these days and uh, just kind of recalibrate if you will and so we're coming back in 2023 with a bang we're gonna have some announcements here in the very near future about uh, the direction of the podcast. Uh, we're going to add more than just energy conversations moving forward, but uh, we'll get to that uh, probably in the next week or two. But for today's sake, look, the heart and soul of this podcast is the interview. It's all about you. It's the audience and it's the folks that we're sitting down with that are trying to uh, you know, make the world a better place. And so uh, if we can make that happen one conversation at a time, then by God, that's what we're going to do. So today's interview. Uh, I'm really excited about it. We've got uh, our second member from the Electrada team. If you remember last year, we had Mr. Kevin Cushman, who was absolutely phenomenal. He's the CEO of Electrada. Today, we've got Miss Irina Filipova. And so why are we bringing on Miss Irina Filipova? Well, for one, she's an absolutely fantastic human being. And again, we've as we've said, they're doing tremendous things over at Electrada. But I'm excited because I am going to be hosting and emceeing over at the... EV Charging Summit and Expo that's going down March 29th through the 31st. Shout out to my girl Meryl Morse and the team over there. Uh, they reached out to me at the end of last year. We got this thing uh, put together. And so, what we're doing is we are going to have speakers from the event that are going, we're going to sit down with, uh, you know, just a quick 10, 15, 20 minutes, as you'll see with today's episode, from speakers from the event. You'll get a little taste about what they're going to talk about, a little bit about their companies, what they're doing in the EV charging space. And so, that's what you're going to see here today with Miss Arena. We've got Charlotte Fagan from National Grid and of course Charlotte's going to be in the event as well. And then we got my man uh, John Duran. Uh, no relation to Duran Duran but uh, an absolutely phenomenal conversation that I had with him. Just a, just an all around good dude as well. And so uh, then we've got some other folks that we're going to be having on as well. And then of course uh, Miss Merrill Morse and some of the folks from the EV Charging Summit and Expo and again that's going down March 29th through the 31st at the Mirage Hotel. And of course uh, if you want to be a part of the event and of course real quick for those of you're asking okay Fred well you've told us about the event what is it glad you asked it's the must attend summit for all things EV charging the summit provides educational sessions focused on financing infrastructure operability and ROI for EV charging the expansive expo hall showcases real solutions cost savings and technological advances to infrastructure for all commercial and government organizations solve immediate implementation problems for your EV charging site gain direct knowledge from exhibitors showcasing the latest EV infrastructure technologies, build professional connections in an emerging multi-billion dollar industry, eliminate the risk of being unprepared for the EV demand, and then cash in on opportunities in transportation, electrification. And there's a lot more to it than people probably already understood or expected. And of course, the one question I have, and we're going to find out about this, is that how do we push this messaging forward to the mass public once all this information is passed around at the EV Summit, and so, uh, like I said, can't wait to be a part of this, and of course, you'll get a little taste of it over these next few weeks. So, and real quick, before we get into today's interview, if you would like to learn more about it, you can go to the website, evchargingsummit.com, that is evchargingsummit.com, and if you want to register for the event, make sure you put in the promo code EVCS2023 for 50% off. That's evcs CS 2023 for 50% off. So, let's get right down to today's episode with Miss Arena Filipova. We're going to be talking all things Electroda, kind of what their culture is. They've got a very eclectic group, background of folks that have put this organization together. Electric fuel, that's kind of the tagline and that's kind of what they're pushing there, but again, I'll let Arena get into that as well as EV charging for fleets Uh, look it's not as simple I know a lot of folks that are in the power space think hey we're just you know there's a there's a template for it yeah there's a template for it all right but Electrada has has really created the go-to template and and takes out a lot of the headaches for folks out there but again I'll let Arena talk about that and then of course you'll get into a little bit about uh, you know where are we at right now with EV charging kind of what's the infrastructure questions where are we at as well as what you're going to hear from her panel so without further ado please welcome to the program Program, Miss Arena Filipova.
1: I started with Electrada from day zero before we even named the company Electrata uh, from the very first days of its existence when we were still a concept. And the idea behind Electrada was really to create this hub for reliability when it comes to EV charging infrastructure. Um, we started our operations almost three years ago in the thick of the pandemic when most businesses, especially young businesses, were folding up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were actually growing, and that is due to the fact that this movement to electrification is something that it has forward momentum and is not going to stop going forward. So we have enjoyed very rapid growth uh, with our company, uh, with demand for our services. We've enjoyed great backing. Um, from BlackRock to, to keep the company growing. And really our focus with put electrification is on providing a product that is not often spoken of in the market and that product is electric fuel. The same way in which we think of fuel as being a reliable, convenient, um, easily accessible commodity, electric fuel needs to become that. Charging needs to become that. It is not that today. We know that from many, many, many stories of uh, electric vehicle drivers on the road. And as fleets are beginning to electrify, they're beginning to discover all the pitfalls um, and challenges that are associated with electric vehicle charging infrastructure for their fleets. So we're there to provide them with a complete solution that would deliver that outcome of electric fuel for them. So they don't have to spend their internal resources, time, money, to worry about capitalizing infrastructure or developing internal in-house expertise around charging management, energy management, and how to bring all these various pieces together into one system.
0: You guys have a, a, just a very unique, I don't want to say unique, but just a very varied experience. You know, you've been in oil and gas, you know, Kevin had been doing uh, renewables and clean energy and and different DERs throughout the course of his career, and you guys have an entire group that has a very interesting background across the energy landscape, and I think that's one of the things that has positioned you guys so well, is that you guys have seen what works on different scales of the energy landscape. Uh, cycle, so to speak. And I think that's one of the reasons why you guys have, you know, hit the ground running because you guys pretty much know what is coming up and kind of how to navigate it.
1: Well, thank you for that perfect pass using the Super Bowl analogy here, Fred, because truly building a company from scratch takes a lot of experience and a lot of effort. And we came at it with a very deliberate view of building a company amidst changing industries. And these changes are tectonic shifts. They're not just kind of uh, daily, monthly, even yearly shifts, right? The entire energy spectrum is changing. The entire transportation spectrum is changing. There's a constantly changing world of technology and software that sits in between. And so we have to have that view, that informed view that comes from all these different industries, powering utilities, conventional oil and gas and energy, renewable energy, where I've also spent some of my years working, as well as real estate development and how to commercialize projects, as well as, of course, working on our solution, which is a combination of uh, fleet management and charging management and energy management all in one. So it is very much a question of bringing all these different areas of expertise together under the Electrada banner. But it's also about building a company with a very distinct company culture. And this is where I spend a lot of my my days and hours worrying about uh, the future of electrota because it's for a young company, it's very typical to kind of have people circulate through, um, come in, come out. It's a very young industry, lots of kind of new ideas, new concepts out there in the market. People are trying to test and see where they fit best. We're building a company with a very deliberate culture with a very deliberate view of how we want to grow our talent, how we want to attract talent. And this is going to continue so that we are there uh, for a long term (laughs) and we're building a culture that is sustainable in and of itself and a company that is sustainable in the industry that is attempting to make mobility sustainable.
0: Where are we at right now with the quote unquote popularity of EVs where last year we couldn't get enough of them to where now – it certainly hasn't died off, but we're not getting the same kind of buzz right now that we did a year ago.
1: Well, I think a lot of this is due to the overall macroeconomic conditions, um of kind of the economy getting a little bit more constrained. This is not because the trend is stopping. Um, electric mobility is the idea whose time has definitely come. Um, And and it's there to stay, right? All the major automotive OEMs have voted in favor of electric mobility. And those transition plans are very rapid. The investment, the growth of investment into R&D on electric vehicle batteries uh, is very significant. So there is not going to be kind of a a stop to this this trajectory. I think what we have experienced over the past year or so um, have been delays in terms of seeing these models actually come off the conveyor belts. Um, There are natural challenges and obstacles given the global supply chain, challenges in, in getting getting these vehicles um, out on the road. But I believe that this year, we will actually see a lot of the promises come true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is again through our consultation with our fleet management company partners, with our OEM uh, partners, to see really kind of where we are in orders and are those orders actually hitting um, where they need to be hitting the ground, uh, rolling as it were, uh, for our customers. And I think that will build even further the confidence of the consumer, including the fleet owner, in the electrification of their mobility, because you know it's nothing like driving the electric vehicle and having that experience, and also not really experiencing the challenges um, that have been there in the beginning. And kind of being able to trust that this new animal is yeah. is knowable and is there to stay. So. I, I do believe that uh, the industry's time has come um, and our business is there because of that, because there's obviously a very strong vote in favor of it. And this has been long, long in the making. I've been in the renewables and sustainability field for over the past 15 years. Um, and we've seen the peaks and valleys, as you've said, with many different components um, of clean energy. Uh, certainly solar has gone through the same uh, growing pains, and now it's, a, it's an accepted fact Um, That solar energy will continue to be uh, uh, on a growth path, and the same will be true for electric mobility.
0: We'll get to your panel on the thirtieth here in just a second, but um, with EVs and, like as you just alluded to, as far as you know, again these these they're not going anywhere, and they're only going to continue to pick up steam. Infrastructure, charging stations, uh, fast charging, wherever you fall—I mean, that continues to be one of the bugaboos, so to speak. So that's why something like the EV Charging Summit Expo is so important. We know from an industry standpoint, look, we're all speaking the same language there. Um, Why is this summit important from an industry standpoint, and what are some of the things that you hope that folks glean, whether you know participants, speakers, the whole nine, and then that can be pushed out to the Passes. Because, again, the arena Filipovas, the Electrodas, the, you know, the Charlotte Fagans of the world, they all get it. But how do we take what's going to be discussed over the these, those few days and then take that message and push it out to the folks that are somewhere on the fence or just don't know anything uh, other than, hey, gas, I can get down the street for three dollars a gallon. I can fill my car up in, in, in minutes and I'm on the road.
1: Yeah, that's an excellent question, Fred. I think we can go to an event in electric mobility about every week of the year uh, because there's always something happening. It's a fast-growing industry. More and more traditional, kind of conventional um, uh, industry conferences are now taking on electric mobility um, as part of the kind of main threads and main themes that they're pursuing. I was attracted um, to this event in particular because of the sophistication that the organizers have shown and the familiarity that they have shown with the challenges and opportunities that lie in EV charging, especially for fleets. And we're starting with fleets because this is where adoption at scale will happen. Of course, we will will be talking kind of and seeing the same issues and looking through the same lens with, with individual customers, with individual consumers. But for fleets, all of those challenges are actually amplified. And what I think the industry has gone through or is going through are the growing pains of beginning to, first of all, understand that charging is not just chargers. When we're talking about charging infrastructure, it's not simply acquiring appliances, units, that you would plug your electric vehicles in and everything will work just fine. That it's a very complex web of interrelated factors, including proper site design, proper uh, study of the use case. We like to say that no two sites are created equal for. for the same customer, we could be designing a very different outcome in terms of electric vehicle charging for their fleet, depending on the site, depending on the layout, depending on the operations of that site. So kind of what the maintenance is gonna look like post commissioning. Um, we look at the ramp up in electric um, fleet growth as well over the years so that for each of the depots, for each of the sites, we can actually forecast what that consumption of electricity is gonna look like for those vehicles. And again, it it is working with our partners and our customers to really make sure that what we design is that long-term sustainable electric vehicle charging infrastructure system, is going to serve them over five, 10 year period. It's not something that kind of is here and done and can be ripped out. It's something that is there to stay and serve them for a very long time.
0: And then you'll be speaking, you're part of the panel, uh, infrastructure design for fleets.
1: The first thing I will say is that those companies that have been energy players alongside producing their core product or service um, will discover that playing in EV charging is actually very complex and does require retooling and re-educating uh, part of their workforce to support EV charging. So if you're trying to do it yourselves, uh, kind of within the walls of your uh, organization, uh, think twice, because that will introduce additional challenges to the organization not only in terms of sourcing and right-sizing the actual charging infrastructure, but in terms of managing timelines around working with utilities, working with subcontractors who know how to install a recharging infrastructure, managing um, the, the electric load that is going to be transferred to those vehicles, understanding the interoperability challenges between the vehicle and the infrastructure. Again, no one is currently necessarily testing vehicles and infrastructure for interoperability. They're they're coming from two different sources, if you will, um, uh, and being purchased oftentimes separately. Um, And this is something that Electrada puts its arms around because again, we want the customer to have an excellent experience at the end. Um, we will also ensure, not only will we capitalize the solution, we'll also ensure performance of that overall infrastructure and solution over time. And we will do it at a very reasonable cost that is comparable or better yet lower than your current cost per mile for um, your fleet's operations using conventional fuel. So that you can be comparing apples to apples when you're comparing the electrification, what the electric fuel brings you, the advantages of running a clean mobility fleet with a conventional fleet.
0: All right, we'll get you out of here with this. Um, this event's going down in Las Vegas. It will I'm, I'm guessing that you've been to Las Vegas before? A few times. All right. So, and you have you are a global citizen. Uh, where does Vegas rank for you? On the global list of places that Arena's been to?
1: Well, that's a very, very good question. Um, I would say it's excellent for large conferences. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's fairly easy to get to, um, it has great facilities, there's something to do at night. Um, I, I would probably not choose to go to Vegas on my free time, but again, as a conference destination, fantastic. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for that, Miss Irina Felipova. You can catch all of the Power Connect episodes over at thepowerconnect.net. And, of course, give us a follow over on LinkedIn as well. Follow me. Uh, Fred Davis, as well as the Power Connect page. Give us a five-star rating over at Apple iTunes. Look, it's been a while since I've asked you for that, Uh, and I think you know, look, we've got a lot of good stuff coming down the pike as well. Uh, We also are going to have Mr. Jack Dueck, EMC19. Uh, He's got my man Sid Sokdeva that's going to be on uh, the show as well. Uh, So we're a lot of good stuff going on with the Power Connect. Like I said, we just had to take a little break. Glad we did. And uh, look, 2023, we learned a lot from 2022, and it's only Going to get that much better in 2023. If you want to be a guest and/or sponsor, uh, do some marketing with the show. Reach out to me, Fred at thepowerconnect.net, or just give me a follow. Give me slide into my DMs over on LinkedIn. Uh, More than welcome to. Okay this week uh charlotte fagan national grid john duran coming up and then of course we've got some other folks that we're going to be having on from the ev charging summit as well and then of course i got my man david brazil from rbn energy i'm going to have him on a uh, little conversation i had with him towards the end of 2022 they've got a brand new white paper out the future of fuels uh, that you do not want to miss so and then of course a lot of good stuff going on over at Innowatts as well check out the linkedin page Catch up on all of it. You will be glad you did. This has been the Power Connect Podcast, connecting the energy transition one conversation at a time.
1: Wake up, all the builders, time to build a new land. I know we could do it if we all lend the hand.